We're not here to talk about music, guys. We're here to talk about Butts. fucking GameStop. Stop. Fucking GameStop? Yeah, yeah it's fucking. fucking them over. We need to get in. Wait, the you know, I'm fucking. Gonna, I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. Fucking them over, or them fucking us over? Well, fucking well, them over to get them, back so. to, <coughs> to get back at them for fucking us over and their peeps, man. Fucking haters, bullshit. Hating ass motherfuckers. Fuck GameStop, yo. I'm gonna say it. Unless they want to sponsor us. <laughs> In that case, make sure to get a Power Every Words card. <laughs> Trading this whole thing. Can you hear that at the end of the fucking podcast? Yeah. This is sponsored by you. This match will be GameStop. Pre-order. You're like, like, man, man, that's fucked up what they would be doing. So, Jesse, what's your GameStop pick of the week? My GameStop pick of the week is... Power to the players. Power to the players. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Sickboy Lida with... Beto Esparza. And... Jormers. Welcome back this week. We are here together as one, the one, the only, 3PC. Thank you for joining us today. What's going on, guys? Um, I had someone call us out about our comments on... Uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament players. Oh yeah, because I said that it's all drama. It's all drama with Smash uh-huh. players. Uh huh. And someone, uh, they were like, "So, Smash player, Smash community, mm-hmm. uh, talking shit." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm like, Where? yeah, yeah, at work." Oh okay. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? Because what was funny, and and I'll say it back, I'll apologize for that. Because it's, it's funny that I comment on that last week's episode." And then it's funny that the Korean Overwatch players, one of them got in trouble for uh, talking to girls. Like, uh, I don't know if it was underage girls or they're not supposed to try to kind of get with fans. Mm-hmm. And what? it seemed like, yeah. And it seemed, have groupies? You know, and it seemed like uh, he was just texting all these girls and saying, hey, let's meet up here. Let's do all this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got in trouble. Hey, come to my house. So, Why can't you just be like, no, I don't know her from Overwatch. I just know her from Overwatch. Yeah. So, um, it's not just Smash. It's like almost every community. Mm. So, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> mm. But, before we get to our usual, we have to talk about the most important thing in the entire world. Bello? What's up, fool? Where you going, fool? To my pad, fool. For reals, fool? Nah, fool. Going to the store, fool. What's up? For real, Going to the store, that's fucked up. For reals, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. Um, there's more. Doesn't even. I'm trying to finish it. I was hoping I could finish it soon, but because I'm an inex- inexperienced uh, Resident Evil player. Resident Evil. I said it. Evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil player. Um, you said you're a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I am the devil. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't really know that many Resident Evil games. So yeah. Uh, it's kind of getting hard 
I'm like I'm trying to pass certain things and I'm just like what the fuck do I do like I'm really low on ammo and I start like looking for stuff because like, I'm all out of ammo uh-huh. so I just kind of start running away from it's from some of the characters no no but like there's some of them that you, you, <coughs> you oh, can't hard. really get yeah, away from yeah. so I did that and then you're you're talking about how like it take like this game takes like certain aspects of the whole series yeah it kind of gets it all de- puts it all together and like I, I saw I saw something like that you, you would see in like Resident Evil 5 or 6 like some over the top shit that was just pretty cool yeah, yeah a lot better than 5 and 6 but I was just like holy shit this is fucking like like a 5 and 6 but yeah. really fun thanks you did it right yeah <laughs> um yeah then I I was really excited for Double Dragon 4 I bought it. I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna try it because it looks it looks like the uh, old games." Yeah, yeah. I played it. It fucking sucked. What was so bad about it? I mean, it sucked because it came out, and then I saw reviews that it sucked, uh-huh. and then you said it sucked, and I want to know like, what is it about it that just sucks? <clears throat> it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Most of us, I got pretty far. I think I got to the to the main boss, and like, like I died, but it's still like it was way too easy for me to get there. Like I I died like twice on the like during the whole game, and uh, it just seemed like. It looked really nice. I mean, it, not nice, but it looked like the old games, and that was cool. But it didn't play like the old games. Like it played, like the, the buttons were the same, but it was just way too easy, and like it seemed like really, they were just going off of that. It looks like uh, the old games. No, they didn't really okay. put much into it. Like there was like uninspired, fucking lazy level making, la- lazy bosses, lazy mm-hmm. bad guys. Um, did it feel like a? It did it feel like someone trying to make a double dragon game? Or no, no. It, it was I don't know, just like like what I mean. Trying is they didn't do a good job. Yeah, like, just it wasn't like you know in the first Double Dragon <laughs> when you play those giant bald guys and they're like yeah. they're kind of hard. They're hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking. They're too easy to beat. So two, just kick, like, two kicks and you're done. Yeah, yeah. But these like I fuck I would beat them easily. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seemed. I don't know if they're trying to make it easy for like the newer players, but. It just way it was way too easy and like I, I got too far and I was really bored. Did it have a difficulty level? I don't think so. No, okay. I didn't see any. But I mean, either way, I mean, it should, either, yeah, 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 it no. shouldn't. No, I know you shouldn't have to. Well, I, I had a feeling we were gonna have this conversation. Oh yeah, I, I was. I just bought it. I bought it. I was like, I was like, I know you were excited for it, and I know you wanted it to be good, and I was like, I hope it's good for Bethel's sake. <laughs> I kind of, I, 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 I was just like, well, it, was, it cost like seven bucks, so I guess it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. That's like a meal. Yeah, so it was just like. I won't eat for a couple hours. <laughs> then you still kind of get a lot of It's like, oh, could have had a good meal for seven bucks. Yeah. I could have a couple burritos for that. But yeah, it was, I was very, very disappointed. Very? Very, very, very disappointed. I do not like Double Dragon. Um, yeah, that's it for me. That's nice, dude. Yeah, yeah it's okay. I mean, like, I played like, <clears throat> like stuff 45 like minutes that. of it. Stuff like that, you think, how can you screw it up? Mm-hmm. And you could. Mm-hmm. You could screw it up. Oh, yeah. They did a double dragon neon. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, and people, that's what's weird. I have not really t- touched dra- uh, double dragon neon because I remember you said it was no good, so uh-huh. I didn't even bother. Yeah. But everyone says it's really good. I said people really like it. I was looking yeah. at that, too. I don't know. Like but maybe going back into this, it, I kind of want to go back to it and see, yeah. like, oh, okay, this is not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> do you still have it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. On PS3, Just no? Download it, yeah. Um, Can you do co-op online or co-op with you? I don't know. I have it, so we'll, see, we'll yeah. co-op online. Yeah. That's it. What about you, Joe? What's up, fool? 
What's up? <clears throat> uh, restarted my playthrough of Resident Evil. Um, like you restart? Oh, you restarted? Yeah, Resident yeah. Because I wanted to play it like uh, just on my TV to see how oh. it would look and everything like that. And, uh, Wait, you have to restart it? I just chose to restart it. Because oh. uh, I wanted to see the beginning. All the sequences I got, I got through in the VR, I wanted to kind of go through again. And I was like, it's a really nice looking game. Yeah. Super nice looking game. Very ugly it. through VR. I just, I yeah. I get it. But I mean, I was still like, ooh, there was things where I would look in the VR. And I was that just, intro was really nice. Huh? Like the looking at the swamp and all that stuff. In VR, no. No, That's no, no. I'm I was saying the regular but, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the regular screen, yeah. I was like, fuck, this is really, really nice. Um, and then hey, just, if you have the TV and you have the Pro, it really takes advantage. Yeah. Like a lot. I was watching uh, Digital Foundry. What? Rich guy got it. Talking to me. Shell's got the $18,000. <laughs> 22000 no. You hear they came out with like this and they found this like this new crystal that makes like uh TVs even more fucking beautiful high def. Nice. They did. Yeah, and I know Joe's gonna get that right when it comes out. Yeah, easy. It's gonna be like thirteen thousand dollars for a thirty two inch. Joe already has he's the first one in the pre order for the eight K TV that yeah. they showed off. Ten K. Ten K? Okay. Yeah. You can't even see it anymore. But I just like to know that it's so I real have. that you Yeah. <clears throat> it's just uh, white. Uh, so I played. I was. I played a little. I played a little of that. I'm like, you know, it's good. I'm enjoying that. Uh, I ended up playing more, but I just kind of got stuck back trying to finish off some uh, <coughs> Wii U games that I have before the big, the big switch over to the yeah. the big switch. Oh, uh, <laughs> see what I did there. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I beat Super Mario 3D World. Um, good game. Very good game. Um, and I was I went through some parts of the uh, bonus world. I didn't finish them, but I was like, hey, it was it was really fun. I really enjoyed that game a lot. And then I started playing <coughs> Wind Waker uh, HD. So that's what I've been playing, and I I'm gonna be playing that one for a while. Yeah. Um, it's gonna take a while, but I want to play through it. It looks really. I mean, I I played a few minutes of it when I first got it, and then mm -hmm. I kind of just put it away. But like playing through it again now, it's just, that's the perfect game for like. HD remastering because oh like, yeah uh, it looks so good yeah it, you know it looked good to begin with and mm -hmm. it just looks even better yeah that kind of you can easily up um, the res of, the, of those uh, visuals and it looks really really clean yeah. really nice um, so I'm playing that <clears throat> uh, having a little, just only issue so far I have was like how loose the controls are in it it just feels very not, I want to say it's floaty but like when you move him, it just, he kind of, there's like a looseness to the, the movement. It's the wobble cam, right? You get to know. Well, there's a camera, but then like just the looseness to Wait, like. Wait, are you talking about Resident Evil? Or no, no, I'm talking about um, uh, Wind Waker, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, not that. No, no, I'm, I don't have a problem with Resident Evil's camera. No, nothing yet. Um, <laughs> but like playing Wind Waker, there's, there's a little something I'm not feeling with them. But I mean, it's manageable. It's not a big deal. Um, I got to get through that, and then I got to get through... Uh, wonderful 101. I still gotta get through that. So I got like three games to go before I make make the switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, just keep saying that same joke. It's fucking hilarious every time, Joe. <laughs> Wait, the one about the switch? Yeah. Making the switch. <laughs> so I I did that, and then um, oh, and I uh, I pre-ordered Neo. This Neo? week. Neo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of based it off of uh, off of watching some footage of it and then uh, 
couple of reviews. Actually, not a couple of reviews. Some other people are raving about it. Yeah, it looks cool. I think went ten. I was like, oh shit. But yeah, so we'll see what goes. We'll see what happens with that next week. But that's that was pretty much it for me. Not trying to think if there's anything else that I played. No, no, that's about it. Jesse, what's up? Um, I beat Resident Evil Seven, and I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna give anything away on like how the game is and stuff. I'll just say if you're a fan of Resident Evil, if you've been missing Resident Evil the way it is, or you want something that brings it back to the roots, even if you like five and six. I highly recommend to pick this game up. I really enjoyed it. Um, I just wanted to do really good because they only—I think they only shipped like about 2.5 million, right? And a lot of people were—I think investors got really upset about it. So they kind of uh, think like Capcom stocks, if I read correctly, dropped. I, I read that they weren't too worried about it because it's critically. Like they're like with the reviews they got, like it's gonna carry over in time. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have a long tail. I'm just, I just hope like they don't count that as oh well, the people don't want this. You know what I mean? And I would think it's it's gonna be hard to expect five and six numbers. Let's face it, five yeah, yeah, five yeah. was huge. Six for as shitty as it was, was it yeah, a yeah, very yeah. big game? I don't think you can expect. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to expect those kinds of numbers. But I mean, I think I think in the end they're gonna be happy with the numbers. Yeah. But um. Yeah, no, I really dug Resident Evil. Um, I want to play it again, but I want to play it through VR. I want, I really want to try it this time. Um, but I am excited to play through the the Resident Evil Seven again. It just there's, it's crazy. Just looking up stuff online, there was puzzles I missed. Things oh, yeah? that things that happened. I'm like, yeah, there's optional shit. Whoa! I'm like, cool. whoa, where was this? <laughs> I'm like, I I had this item, and I thought, what is this? And then I I saw like an what? image or a video, and I was like, what? Of what the it does? Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, dang, dangish. But I'm still playing more um, Dragon Quest Eight for 3DS. No, I, I had to actually, I had to stop playing Dragon Quest Eight. Cause it sucks so bad. Cause yeah, it's so bad. No, I, I had to stop because I kept playing. I couldn't stop playing it, so I stopped playing yesterday. I was playing too much. I already have like 50 hours on it. Why? Cause it's fun. Why are you gonna hate my? Sh- why are you gonna hate Dragon Quest? I'll give you Final Fantasy. That one sucked. But I like Dragon Quest Eight because it actually had a story. It, had, it has character development, build up of character development. Jesse thinks it sucks. There's a lot of people that like Final Fantasy though. I mean, enjoy Final Fantasy. Those people don't know anything. Well, you know, you sure about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Other than that, I haven't. I beat Resident Evil Seven again. Don't want to spoil it. Playing a ton of Dragon Quest Eight and playing some Gravity Rush. So enjoying that. Gravity Rush is a game that I've like. I. I'm mildly interested in. Like I look at it and it's like it looks kinda cool and then I just I don't know, I can never pull the trigger to purchase one to mm-hmm. try. I don't know why. You're not in no rush. <laughs> but yeah. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to see you in a bit.
Welcome back, everyone, and it's time for... News. News. Tap the news, motherfuckers! <laughs> EA has confirmed there's no Skate 4, at least not yet. On January 28th, EA Community Manager Daniel Lingen got the hype machine primed and ready when he tweeted out, hashtag Skate 4. During the questions and answers period, EA's quarterly investors call, it flat out said it's not presently making Skate 4. That doesn't mean there's no future for Skate franchise, but it just means we may be waiting quite a while before we're flicking sticks and lighting tricks again. Now, we're moving from that news article to this because I kind of want to talk about this as a combination. Hmm. Tony Hawk is working on a new game and not with Activision. The most recent Tony Hawk game, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, was very poorly received. The commercial response was as timid as the game's critical one. So it'd be safe to assume we're not getting any more Pro Skater games for a while. However, we may be wrong as the man himself recently confirmed that he, there could be something in the works and it won't even come from series publisher Activision. Not from Activision. I'm potentially working on something, but it's so early, I couldn't talk about it. I don't have any contracts signed, but it's exactly, I feel like it with the right people, so I could know more in the next couple of months, he added. It's interesting, Hawk confirmed, Activision isn't on board, as it could mean the IP was sold to another publisher. Either that, or a new game may simply not have the Pro Skater name, if it's more of a spiritual successor of some sort. Now, the reason why I bring up both those articles is Bethel sent me that Tony Hawk one and then later on they talked about you know before that Bethel was talking about oh they you know they said on Twitter hashtag skate 4 that was the the mm -hmm. little you know, the director of uh, what was it? I don't know somebody who worked yeah, yeah. at uh, yeah. Um, I honestly love skate I think it's great it, it, it was a great skating series after like you know I loved Tony Hawk when it came out and then over the years it just ended up not becoming as good Skate was a great game. Then Skate kind of quickly became Tony Hawk, where like the next ones weren't as good. I, just, I love the first one, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping this isn't. I'm ho I'd rather see a Skate game than a Tony Hawk's Skate. You get what I'm saying? I hope they're not using that engine from the Skate and making mm -hmm. a Tony Hawk game, which is probably possible, and it probably will happen. We don't know. This is mostly just rumors, mm -hmm. but uh, I kind of just want. I don't want Tony Hawk's name on it. If it were to happen, yeah, you know the game will probably be like Skate, just with a Tony Hawk name and and Tony Hawk as a character or whatever. But I think I'm kind of already ready to move on from a Tony Hawk game. Does that make sense? Like, uh, no, I don't hate the guy. It's just more like, uh, you know, just really enjoyed Skate. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know you were a huge fan of Skate, but the yeah, I, lo I love Skate. Um, but Tony Hawk is more like a, a vert uh, ramp skater. Uh, to me, unless skate is more like a street style skating, yeah. even though it has some vert, um, vert uh, pro athletes in there. Yeah. Um, like Tony Hawk games have a lot of crazy high vertical ramps. Yeah, yeah. But skate, like you could pretty much skate on anything. Like mm -hmm. there's like fucking curbs that you could skate on. So I mean, it'd be it'd be better. I mean, I understand like he's marketable, even though his games haven't been selling well. Have have been shitty past fucking I don't know almost ten years. Yeah. Um. I feel like they'd be better if they had somebody still famous, but more known for like the street style skating. What's in Tony Hawk's son's name? Uh, Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, they gave me. I, it doesn't really bother me that. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me that uh, if they were to put him on the in the cover, it kind of makes yeah. me. Like, I don't know, like I was thinking about it because uh, it would add a lot of people buying that game. Yeah, like it would. I get it. I understand the business side of it, and it would bring more attention yeah. to that game than it just being Escape Four. Yeah, you know. So I get it. No, I, I know. Just, I know what you mean by like like yeah, they yeah. don't want you don't you don't want to see just. You just want it to be a skate game and I like somebody's yeah. name attached to it. Because I feel like you're just saying it right now where where they're both different games. If he's going to do it, just like, hey, let them do what they did with skate mm-hmm. and then just be on it. Yeah. But I think he would be like, well, let's do the stuff we did on Pro Skater. And it's like, well, be, that's not how our game worked. Yeah. It's like, well, let's make it work because it's, it's my Tony Hawk game. What? Y'all motherfuckers want to know how I feel? Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. I think... Honestly, uh, they're old series, and I don't really think it benefits either series. Well, even if you combine them, I don't think it really benefits them at this point. I feel like the skating genre is is uh, sort of played out, right? Yeah. Like has been well, played mean- out for a while, and I don't think a new game spending like like I don't know what they're gonna spend on it or something like that. I don't think a, a full on triple a new skate game is going to do anything to help them i feel like it would be kind of like going down honestly it would be similar to how i felt about music games like when they was a rock band four yeah and i was like i don't think it's a good move i think it's just right now at this point it was, it's just so played it was good out. for the past, last e- generation even if it's even if skate like if it's let's just say let's say tony hawk is talking about something completely different and yeah. he's just working with an indie studio yeah, doing yeah. something and skate four comes out and skate four is great i don't think it's going to be it's not gonna move numbers like this, like Skate One or Skate Two did, or you did, know. Did I, the, I, I don't. I feel like they didn't really get that much, um, like sell that much. I think Skate One did. Skate One, but was two and three, popular. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah because, because I think three didn't. Three for sure didn't sell because yeah. they would have made a think, four right away if it did. I mean, obviously I they made you, a, a profit and they yeah. you know, enough to make sequels. It yeah. was in the millions, I'm sure. But I think at the same time you had a name like Tony Hawk and they were coming out with their own games too. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you're right. Like, like the music game genre, over time people stopped. But yeah. I think it's because you had this. It's like having the Madden football, and then it was when like. 2K didn't have the license for the NFL, so they had to make up their own shit. Mm-hmm. Legends, remember? Think that, but like everyone knows what Madden is, and people will kind of try Legends, but it doesn't have NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, oh, it just doesn't yeah. have Tony Hawk. Have, yeah. You're, you're never gonna meet what Tony. You're, you're, you're never gonna meet what Tony Hawk met at its peak. You'll, yeah. you'll never be able to hit it. Although I think Skate did a, a really went very yeah, yeah. far oh, hell yeah. in differentiating itself and actually making people not even think about like when they thought skating games. I felt like by the time we got to Skate, no one even gave a fuck about Tony Hawk mm-hmm. anymore. I mean. He was. They were doing these games, and people were like, "No, fucking skates." The premier skating yeah. game. It took that title from yeah. from yeah. that series. <clears throat> but I just feel like at this point, if you bring it out, like depending on what they work on, I don't think it would be smart. I think you know the best route to go would be like if Tony Hawk was smart, he'd work with an indie studio to do a a, a fun budget skating game. Yeah. I, I don't think a full fledged sixty dollar title and to. But then if you purchase it. that name, I'm just saying, like, well, yeah, know, if right. you if you purchase that name, you don't want to sell it for less than sixty. Well, I mean, unless if he's work, if he's doing all the work himself, or if he's actually making, he's this building work. the game, or he's no, like, I'm a coder now. Like he's using like he's I built hiring. He's, I built ramps. I built games. He's hiring an independent studio. He's working with an independent studio. He found yeah. a studio that wants to work on this game, and he's like, you know what? Let's let's change, let's change it up. 
And it's possible. I, I mean, I'd be, make more money. I'd be really curious to see what he comes out with. Because if it's not the same stuff that people remember, I wonder how people take it. You know what I mean? that was telling us that fucking ride with that stupid skateboard peripheral controller was a fucking fun thing which he was know, getting like that's the thing he was getting paid, paid but it's like, you know what i mean you know, you the same thing with him promoting the last shitty game i feel like you're only as good at, and that's that's going to be the issue because yeah. i think you're only as good at you, it's that's like why anything, you're only as good as your on, last game that's why i wouldn't <laughs> want him on skate if they do or, or don't but no, I just, you, well, wait right. it's just see you know just gotta see what happens no no i'm right it's not gonna sell well either <laughs> one like i was right about well i think when you comparing it to the the music genre i think what also took that down were the peripherals you know, yeah. you had to have the drums, you had to have the guitar. This, you just have to have your, the game, mm. you know? So I think I could see it come back. I could see skating games come back, but it it has to be one. You know what I mean? Plus, I think people were burned out, burned too, like on the purple thing, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that bought, like when you go back to Rock Band, and like they bought Rock Band, and they're like, I got Rock Band, and then it stopped being a thing, and those people gave away like Rock Band, and then like, by the time Rock Band 3 came out or whatever, they gave it up, and then like Rock Band 4 comes out, and it's like, oh yeah, you're old, because your old stuff still worked, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Work, and they're like, okay, I gave it away, now I have to fucking rebuy, and they're just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. They were gone for too long. Yeah. I just feel like the skating games, Tony Hawk's names, I, I feel like the, the brand, you're right, it is completely, it, it's it's ruined. He has a name, yeah, people are still going to be like, it's Tony Hawk, um, but like his games in general, people that play video games, are not going to be like, oh, it's a new Tony Hawk. No, no, they're like, oh, it's a new, new Tony Hawk, huh? But they're going to need some some YouTubers or they're going to need some personalities to be like, this is fun as the original Conan's Clueless Gamer type of thing. Like, oh, this is really fun. I'm here with Lil Wayne playing Tony Hawk. Wait, he was in the Tony Hawk 5, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I brought that up. That's funny. Um, this stuff ended up getting tweeted out uh, this week. This just in. Nintendo president Kamishima tells the Nikki, which I think the Nikki is like some sort of article or something. I, was, I or, said it was the Nikkei. Nikkei? No, what is that? Minaj. I don't know what that it's is. Like the but the news, the, the, oh, yeah, okay. the TV or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't a financial year-end thing. It was probably just talking. Um, that the Switch's online service will be priced at two to three thousand yen which is in american 17.50 or 26 dollars and 50 cents yearly um there was also other things where kamisha says the yearly fees make it easier for nintendo to support online features such as multiplayer or downloads of classic games he says nintendo currently studies vr plus will add vr to switch once they figure out how users can play for hours without problems the more info from the interview with the president he says he expects the switch to sell as about as well as the wii the original wii <clears throat> yes so we'll talk about that right now we don't know if it will be as huge now i would probably say no but i think we will find out more during the first month of the switch actually i'm i'm kind of curious to see tomorrow when we record this tomorrow's a super bowl they have their super bowl they you know, shown them though, haven't they? Like, they yeah, they show the commercials, but again, like for the people who don't look, who are actually watching, so we're like, oh, what's that? Oh, you could, oh, whoa, like how they show it, people like going and taking out their console, playing it on their TV, then taking it on the go. I wonder how your casual consumer who doesn't read the articles like us, doesn't listen to podcasts like ours, doesn't watch videos on YouTube, who is basically whatever is on TV, and I'm watching my Super Bowl. I wonder how those people are going to see it and go, whoa, that's awesome? Or, I don't know. Hmm. What is this? Can you play Madden? You know, I don't know. But um, 
They should have done two commercials. Now, to kind of set your expectations, um, to sell as much as the original Wii, that's got some balls mm. right there. That's yeah. some balls. I know one way they can do it. Two commercials. The Wii Switch, uh, the Switch commercial that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then they bring back, they do a commercial bringing back Nintendo cereal. Cross promotion. <laughs> Cross promotion with uh, uh, the Switch. Kabajillion uh, units sold, guaranteed. I just want to hear the Nintendo cereal uh, jingle again. Nintendo. Dude, watch, watch it. I could see Nintendo. Nintendo. It's a cereal. I could see Nintendo <laughs> doing the cereal again, and then it's limited quantities only at Target, and then sell them. Yeah, you never. And, you and never nobody eats them; they just fucking collect them. Yeah, sell it online for like five hundred dollars. One guy shows up at Target, back. buys all six boxes of it because that's all they got, and that's. <laughs> they should just fucking. Sell and sells it for three hundred dollars. But here's the thing: make enough switches if the yeah. demand is there, and I could believe you. Yeah. Instead of like we don't we again we don't know we don't know how it's gonna be when it launches. Uh, the demand right now: the demand is people want to reserve it, like people want to get it, but I don't know how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to see how it is after, to be honest. Because they, they so lose bare bones too. Like now, you know the story about like there's no, um, nothing preloaded on it. There's no yeah, like, yeah. no apps. Well, thing. they still haven't talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, which yeah, just, I'm, <clears throat> I guess is when this comes out. It looks like what it's gonna be in three three more weeks, right? It's three, just gonna start like four, the, I think the old stuff. like they have to start talking about UI. They have to start talking about. Mm-hmm. What you can do, how the eShop is going to be. Like, my guess is starting next week, there's going to be little quick news articles. This is what the UI is. To, quick they video. They tell me that the GameCube games are going to be for sale, like for soon. That, that's the I'm thing. It's like, I'm, I'm hoping that that information starts leaking out every week. So little things here and there, you know? That's a good way to amp everybody up. Like, maybe this is what they wanted to do. Wait. Run the Super Bowl ad. Now we're giving you information because now everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Not saying that nobody knows what it is, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping this week we hear more stuff because I do want to know more about UI. We know we've known little things about the memory card stuff, uh, all these other things, but I really want to know more. Yeah. You know, e- about eShop. What's going to be available on launch to to purchase at eShop? So, how your account shit's going to work too? Mm-hmm. I want to know that. Um, so, I mean, it's been rumored because there were patents for this too, but, uh, VR on Switch. Mm. I, if they can have it work, I'm excited, to be honest. I mean, someone said one thing, and again, like, even though someone mentioned this, it's not official thing, it's a no-brainer, but they tend not to do what people want, but, uh, Pokemon Snap VR... That'd be cool. And and with something like low quality as the screen is itself, you can get you can get away with unrealistic um graphics, you know, more stylized graphics, you can get away with more mm-hmm. than like realistic like mm-hmm. that's my my thought on it. But I would I would be excited if Nintendo did want to do it like for sure and then came out with some sort of VR attachment. I think that'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. No, you think they would have made uh plus I mean uh, um Pokemon Snap on the, Wii U, on the Wii U, maybe the for all, console. We don't know again. That's why it's all Pokemon Company. I I think I don't know how it works. I don't know if Nintendo says, "Hey, do this," and they're like, "Yeah." No, they're like, "No, we we do what we want to do." Um, 
maybe it was in talks and then they were like well it's not selling that well why do we want to put that much work into it can you make us another game yeah we'll do poking what's that don't worry about it. <coughs> but yeah I don't know what do you guys think of VR again if it works they'll do it but hmm, I don't know I really don't it's all just little whispers here and there mm. they really yeah, no, com- like, no, no like, confirmed. I mean, we talked yeah, about like, this we talked about like, yeah. how the the patent stuff, but never really. Yeah, but like this is the actual president saying, "Hey, we I'm, are looking into it, and if it works, like this is into it, they're looking into it." Yeah, but before all we had was patents. I, you I know, think, no I, one I said gonna... really said anything. No one really, you know, because you can have they, Nintendo's had patents for a lot of stuff for their consoles. Mm-hmm. There is patents for the Wii to have like a bike, you know, like a workout thing for a bike, you know. There was patents for like a ton of shit that for finger me. thing. Yeah, the finger thing. But see, even that, they did go on stage and talk about it, and then it never happened. But that was a, oh, okay, we're waiting for this. This is probably going to be the same thing too, where they go, hey, VR, and we're like, yeah, we're waiting for it, and it never happens. Yeah, well, I think you're going to base it on sales. Like, we'll, we'll, I think they're going to be like, how many consoles do we got out there? Is it going to really be worth our while to? Is it going to be something that people are going to buy? Are people uh-huh. buying our console, and then they'll make their decision from? Partially make their decision, not totally. But so like, you kind of think that they know they're going to do this or not. It depending on sales. Like, like they have it, the capability of it. I'm sure they do. They've probably already thought it out, but they're basing it off of how the system does. Like you know, if the system only sells Wii U numbers, what is the point? You know, uh-huh. why yeah, even yeah. spend that money? True. But if you're seeing the the consoles, you know, doing really well, people are buying it. The install base is getting good. Then I'd be like, then they can be like, okay, let's 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 move. They can be like, let's move on to the next step. Yeah. Um, and to the last thing, so we kind of got somewhat of a concrete price for the Switch's subscription. Um, so I'm guessing probably anywhere from twenty to thirty bucks. What do you guys think? <coughs> That's more more along the lines of what I was hoping they would do. Like mm-hmm. twenty five, I was hoping. Like I was like, all right, twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. Uh, 30, I mean, it is what it is. It's a little higher than what I would hope for, but I mean, even that's, it's half the price of what you pay for PlayStation yeah. uh, Plus and uh, Xbox. Xbox Live. That's so. the whole year though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it could be, it could not, I mean, it's not too bad. Uh, the game demos thing, yeah, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's something. And if they actually improve their online structure, if we see a, a more unified or a more just user-friendly approach to the way they uh, they handle uh, online, uh, then okay, great. Then that's a that's a good thing. So yeah, um, I'm not. So I mean, overall with price, <coughs> I think that would be a smart move. That price point. I agree with Joe. Um, but I like what, what I have. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I think I told you, Jesse, like, if it's a shitty service, it's like, oh, hey, you're only paying 30 bucks a year. Yeah, so. yeah. That's what I'm... She sneaks. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I feel like if it's if it's a shitty service. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be that shitty, but if it is, that's like their... I don't think they'll say that that's their excuse, but, like, people would be like, Nintendo fanboys, Jesse, would be like, yeah, you're only paying 30 bucks for this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You're probably right. <laughs> you're only paying 30 well that's the thing like we're a month away from it and I would like to know like okay what is like what is the official price you know 
Like, I want to know now. Mm-hmm. Like, I want... This week, I would like to know. Well, this whole console's been like that fucking since it got announced, right? No, I know. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, I think this month has to be the month where they give all that information out. Sony announces external hard drive support finally for the PlayStation 4. And PS4 Pro Boost Mode will enhance some older games. Sony's forthcoming firmware update for the PlayStation 4 reportedly includes a boost mode, options for PS4 Pro users improving the performance for games that don't already feature enhancements when played on Pro. The new mode was discovered by beta tester for the system's update of 4.50, which also adds external hard drive support. According to a screenshot taken by a PSN user, boost mode provides improved gameplay including high frame rates for some games that were released before the introduction of the PlayStation 4 Pro. A PlayStation representative has confirmed that Boost Mode is part of the PlayStation 4 system software update, provided the following to IGN. Boost Mode lets PS4 Pro run at high GPU and CPU clock speed for smoother gameplay on some PS4 games that were released before the launch of the PS4 Pro and has not been updated to support PS4 Pro. Games that have a variable frame rate may benefit from a higher frame rate and load times may be shorter in some games too. I saw a video of Evil Within, like, running on regular PS4, and then the boost mode, like, once the cinema from the beginning happens and it's raining outside and he's walking outside the front of the hospital, Uh like, you just see this, you know, frame rate drop, you know, slow down, and they show boost mode, and it was smooth. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. I I think it's pretty cool that they're doing it, you know? Um, a A favorite of ours, Jim Sterling, was like... That and external hard drive should have been there from the beginning. Like, true. external hard drive should have been there a from the beginning of PS4. I think that's cool because I've actually, even though I have a two terabyte on my um, PS4 Pro, it's already, I got like 500 gigs left. And it's like, I'm not even, I don't even have everything I have. Like, free PSN games, I don't put everything on mm-hmm. there. I just put it in my library. And if I want to play them, which most of them I don't. Yeah. But it's already filling up, so I'm like, shit. But having this external hard drive, so that's I'm excited about it. Yeah, the boost mode. I I think I agree. Like as far as the as far as the um um the external hard drive should they should have already had that. And then like with the boost mode, I mean, if it's something they could have implemented, then it should have already been done. Now, I don't believe this is really gonna, it's not so much higher frame rate, it's just stable. If it, if it, so if a game's like a uh, set at, like locked at 30 frames per second, but doesn't meet it because of demanding scenes, hopefully more than likely what you would see is with boost mode on, depending on the game, a more, a closer to 30 frames per second, you know, experience, or if it's a game that's 60 with drops to 40, maybe you see, you know, no drops to 40, maybe once in a while a drop in the fifties, but a, a more smoother experience. They did say that the boost mode would have nothing to do with actual resolution. So you won't see a resolution bump. Um, and if, like I said, if a game, you know, standard game was locked at 30 frames or whatever frames, that's what you're going to, that's what, still what you're going to get, mm-hmm. but you would hopefully more than likely see a smoother you know a more stable experience you wouldn't see those drops like you're saying to 20 or to 10 you know even to 15 on some games yeah and i think evil within is one of those games where you get some really bad drops yeah it's you'd be able to have a smoother experience so i mean i think that's good i think it's a it's you know Mm -hmm. that way every game now now it just seems like every game now you have games that are like oh this is ps4 you know, pro, you're like, oh, it's these are PS4 pro games, but now you you can also tell people that about the pro, like, yeah, your your older games that 
didn't run so good, you know, or, better, or you know, you know, ran a little, you know, had some issues with frame rate and won't have that anymore. So it's good. Yeah. So are you, um, sorry, uh, for the external hard drive, would you just plug it in and then you can download shit onto your? That? Yeah, it would just be. So you don't added. have to use. You don't have to like swap out the hard drive internally. Uh-huh. I mean, you said external, but yeah. You don't have to. So how is there a certain amount of a certain capacity that it? Eight terabytes. It, it is okay. I saw, I saw something about eight terabytes. Uh-huh. That's cool. I don't want to have to swap out my, <coughs> my my. It's not that hard, but it's a bitch. And I just don't want to have PT, to do it though. That's the thing. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I just don't want it to because I did it with my PS3. And they're just like, it was easy, but I just don't want to. I did it twice, yeah. and it yeah. was kind of annoying. Um, but that's cool. I, I, like yeah. just because I I'm like always running out of space, having to delete stuff, so I can uh-huh. hook up a. Yeah, um, they also ended up announcing that uh, 3D Blu-rays you can view them on PSVR. They're yeah. gonna be able to do that. So nice. I thought that was pretty cool. I'll try that out. Mm-hmm. See how it looks. But how yeah, much are cool. 3D Blu-rays? Like two dollars? Probably, right? <laughs> super cheap. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Welcome back, and we have um, a pretty interesting topic this week. News broke out on Kotaku, uh, this very interesting article that kind of, it blew up, blew up pretty, pretty big. Um, so I'll just read the article, there was two of them, so you, if you guys haven't heard, and uh, we're going to talk about it, because it's pretty interesting. <laughs> New GameStop program leads employees to lie to customers. Have you gone to a GameStop over the past few months and tried to buy a new game? Have they told you that it's not in stock? They may simply be lying to you, fueled by a new program that discourages GameStop salespeople from selling unopened copies of video games. The program, called Circle of Life, gives each GameStop store different percentages quotas for 1. Pre-orders 2. Rewards cards Subscriptions 3. Use game sales, and 4. Game trade-ins. Each of these quotas is based on store total transactions. Pre-orders and reward card subscriptions are based on the number of transactions, while used game sales and trade-ins are based on total dollar value of transactions. If a store's quota for used game sales is 30% and the store sells about $1,000 worth of merchandise, GameStop expects at least 300 of that merchandise to be pre-owned. So, if someone walks into GameStop and picks up, say, a brand new copy of Yakuza 0 without 1. Pre-ordering any other game. 2. Subscribing for a new rewards card. 3. Buying a used game. Or 4. Trading in some games to help pay for it. Then the transaction will knock down all 4 percentages. 
The more new games an employee sells, the more used games they'll have to sell to make up for it. In other words, according to salespeople speaking to Kotaku and elsewhere on the internet, GameStop is incentivizing employees to stop people from buying new games and hardware. GameStop staff say that a company has threatened to fire people who don't hit these quotas, which is leading to all sorts of scuzzy tactics. We're telling people we don't have new systems in stock, so we won't take about $300 or $400 hit on our pre-owned numbers. One GameStop employee told me in an email requesting anonymity because he was not authorized to speak to the press. This is company-wide and in discussions with my peers is in common practice. We also tell customers we don't have copies of new games in stock when they are on sale. For example, Watch Dogs 2 is currently $30 new and $54.99 pre-owned. We just tell them we don't have the new one in stock and shuffle them out the door. The circle of our program, which began late last year but ramped up in early 2017, according to staff, attaches a specific COL score to each employee in each store. Each of the four categories represents 25% of that total call COL score. So if a store hits their quotas for pre-owned and rewards cards, but not for trade-ins and used games, their COL will be 50%. If an employee hits all four of his quotas, he'll get a COL of 100%. GameStop staff have told me that corporate managers are monitoring both stores and individual employees, asking everyone to get a COL score at, at least 75%, hitting at least three of their four quotas. If a store is hitting their COL targets, but one salesperson is not, the salesperson may face punishment or even lose their job, according to the company employees. When contacted by Kotaku, GameStop's corporate offices went over the following statement. All our GameStop's internal programs are designed to provide our customers with the best value in all of their video game purchases, including a new pre-owned merchandise. With any program, opportunities arise for improvement, and we will continue to refine the equipment our acknowledgeable stores associates to provide a great store experience. Um, customers have long complained about GameStop's tendency to push pre-owned games and pre-orders. But this new Circle of Life program has taken forcefulness to a new level. Employees across the web are complaining about the new practice, which say punish them for doing their jobs. On the GameStop Reddit, employees have gathered to share gripes and tips for hitting their COL numbers so they don't get fired. But these numbers are often out of the staff's control. During game launches events, for example, GameStop employees will usually sell nothing but new games, damaging their percentage and therefore lowering their COL score. The other day, working the Resident Evil 7 Kingdom Hearts launch, we were telling walk-ins, non-reserve customers, that we didn't have the game in stock or they were only for pre-orders in order to not sell new copies of the game, said a GameStop employee. It's that bad. A second employee also said they found themselves in trouble after selling a bunch of new games last Tuesday during the launch of Resident Evil 7 and Kingdom Hearts 2.8 and Tales of Berseria. Now I'm fucked for the rest of the week, the employee said. Now I have to sell my more pre-owned this week. Circle of Life has long been a buzzword at GameStop, which makes the bulk of their profits of sales of pre-owned games and hardware much to the dismay of video game publishers. In GameStop's eyes, the transactions of video games is meant to be circular. You buy a game, trade it in, and use the extra cash to buy another game, idly pre-owned. Over the past few years, GameStop has gone through a number of policies to encourage pre-owned and reward card subscriptions, so some employees are hoping that the Circle of Life program will, go, will soon go away. But for now, it's leading to a lot of stress. This has all been under the guise of doing better for customers and giving the customer what they want, a better value, which is definitely not true, said a GameStop employee. What would I get? Why would I get reserves if it's going to lead to a new sale? Why would I sell a new game that you're excited about if it's going to hurt my numbers at the end of the day? 
Why would I sell you a new system if I'm going to be fired for doing so? It doesn't make sense. So this ended up breaking out this week. I would say like around Tuesday. And yeah, everyone was talking about it on the internet, online. And uh, there was a response from one of the presidents of GameStop. This afternoon, following yesterday's Kotaku report on GameStop controversial Circle of Life program, the retail chain sent out a memo to all stores condemning some of the actions we spotlighted and claimed that most of their employees don't behave that way. The, mes the special message was from Tony Bartell. I want to take a moment to address an article that called into question our Circle of Life program and the exceptional service you provide our customers every day. In the article, there were behaviors described that indicated our Circle of Life program placed pressure on store associates to mislead customers on the value of certain products. Let me be clear on this. Nothing could be further from the truth. You and I know, at GameStop, it is absolutely our mission to help our customers get the best advice and price on any product we sell through buying, trading, pre-ordering, and earning points. We want every customer to get the product and deal that, that is right for them. Whether that be a new or pre-owned video game product, digital game, or collectible, the circle of life generates great value for customers. Considering this facts, GameStop issued approximately one billion of trade credit to our customers last year. Seventy percent of the time, those trade dollars were immediately spent on new gaming products. I've heard from many of you concerning this, and I know you are working very hard to make sure our customers have a great experience. Thank you for that. While this behavior described in the news article are disappointing, I know they don't represent the vast majority of our associates and how they treat our customers thank you again for all your hard work on creating great customer experiences your passion knowledge and commitment to the excellent motivation motivates me for the excellence motivates me and it's what sets gamestop apart from all others keep up the great work and power to the players tony god okay so <clears throat> um if you've been listening from the beginning of uh, our podcast um I said I worked at a game store. I kind of wanted to talk about it in our 100th episode, but what, we're at 87 now, so... And this article came out, so this is the best time. Some people might be surprised, some people probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at GameStop for a very long time. So I know a lot of this. I know what's going on. Um, but before I talk about my side of the story, because I worked there, I know how it is. I know the type of pressure these guys are under. But before I get into my part, um, what do you guys think about this whole thing that broke? It's it's interesting. It's funny that the, the, the follow-up email, like you hear what, what's going on with there, and then you f see the follow-up email talking about, oh, we always provide the customer with the, with, with the best value. Now, not taking into consideration the pressure that the employees are under, Someone can be like, oh, well, yeah, it's $30 or I can get this game for this and this or that. But, you know, so what they're saying in that memo is basically true. Um, they're, they're, they're there or they're trying to cover the company line of like we're giving people the best value. You know, oh, that doesn't matter. But I mean, when you have these uh, policies in place that force your workers to do things like lie and hide stuff and not and I, another one i heard about was not uh not receive new product in because of how, of what it could how it could affect yeah. um you know you you it becomes clearly obvious that there's there's an issue you know and there's a problem with um 
with the way this whole circle of life bullshit works. Um, I think it's it's pretty fucked up. Anytime you have a you're putting that much pressure that you're forced to you know deceive a a, a customer or, or or have to hide shit or ha- you can't sell a new system. It just seems ridiculous that 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 would be, um, you know, uh, a route. Now I've I've gone to a lot of GameStops. Um, they always and, and it's true. They always told the you want the season passed. You, you know we have this used. You want to buy this used? Um, I can fair, but I can fairly say that I've never had th- that issue rise up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when, but I've always made it a point to go into a store informed. Now I know every not everyone does that, but usually, like if I'm looking for something, I go online. I check their 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 uh, their stock. Um, you know, check inventory online to see if something's there. And I'll go and like, if I, if I feel confident that something's there, I will go and I will say, you know, you know, and I've never, and I've always been prepared to be like, you know, when, even when I've had situ, you know, I've never had this issue pop up, but I've always been ready for them to be like, oh, we don't have it. And then, cause I'm already ready with it. Well, I checked your inventory this morning and said you guys had it. I just sold it right now and it doesn't I, update online get, right away. But, but it said it has got 30 copies of it. But I know, no, no it, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't tell give you quantity. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I can say though that I've never had that happened to me. Yeah. Um, I've always been helped. I've never been told something's not in stock. Uh, I, and, and if I, if it was, it was, it generally wasn't a new game. And a lot of times I've purchased used games from them. Usually it was a used game that I was looking for. So it wouldn't make, you know, it'd be, it wouldn't make sense for them. Yeah. So I don't feel like I've ever had that issue myself mm-hmm. personally uh, with the store or with any of the employees I've ever dealt with. Um, but obviously it is an issue because all these people are stepping forward and talking about it, you know, and bringing it up and, and it, uh, it sucks that they feel like they have to do that in order for them to keep a number. And I even saw other replies. Uh, there was another article after that, you know, the, the response, there was another article that Kotaku posted with them just having, it was just a lot of, uh, comments or a lot of people writing in or sending emails that were former employees there talking about how certain ones were like yeah we have to game the system so as soon as one person meets one goal i we move we have to shuffle them around and it just seems so stupid that you have to do that on top of already the job that you have now you got to maintain shuffling these guys to meet these stupid fucking goals it just seems so dumb like i wouldn't like when you hear about that i'm like why the fuck would i ever want to be an assistant manager or a manager at a a store like that, when I got to worry about all that shit on top of doing my normal job, it just, you know, it, it, it's fucking almost angering. Like, I was reading, I was like, God damn, what a fucking shitty place to work at is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, and I'm not saying it's like that every store. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously <clears throat> it isn't. I think it also depends on the store and what kind of business they're doing. And, you know, the pressure can be different depending on location. Location matters. It's, it's, it's true. You know what I mean? Through um, my years of working there, I think the biggest. <coughs> this is this is what's you you were having people saying yeah this is what we have to do and other people like well, we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, how that I remember how it worked. A lot of the the biggest GameStop stores were actually a lot of them are from California and a lot of them from from New York. Mm-hmm. So I always we got so much pressure to stay number one. Uh, I think our district some of our stores were one of the top i don't know if we we're the top 10 we we're up there we're like we're the stores that do the best in the country mm-hmm. 
I don't think my store was. I think my store was somewhere pretty close, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. It's such a, so long ago, completely forgot. But New York is another big one mm-hmm. that I know, and probably other states, you know, other other places in the country were were some of the top. And I always thought, fuck, man, who's the blo- who's the bottom of the bottom? Because I think whoever is the bottom of the bottom, is fine. And what I mean by that is you're down there already. Yeah, you'll probably get shit mm-hmm. for, hey, you need to get your numbers up. We can't keep being the bottom. But I don't think they get, I mean, maybe somewhere in the middle, you don't get as much shit. Because you're not going to hit California numbers. You're not going to hit New York numbers. But I think there's a lot of people that don't, there's some stores in the country that don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, they're not in that high rank mm-hmm. that I remember. Again, I could be wrong, and they get as much shit as, as everyone else does. But yeah, the circle of life, the COD, has always been around. But it's always changed. It was always something different, mm-hmm. you know? No, I just, you know, just I just state that, you know, having to deal with that on top of... So it's something else that you have to manage, mm-hmm. but it's a policy. But because of the way the policy is set up, you have to work. You have to literally do extra work in order to kind of meet this is just it sounds like bullshit man it just sounds like a shitty place to work at where you constantly have to like i mean who who you know it it just sounds so fucking stupid that like oh yeah if i sell a new console today now i gotta make this up and or something like that and it just seems done and it's like um, it's how they're doing it now is pretty bad yeah i've never seen it that bad where they're really putting numbers like that to fuck you over Mm -hmm. to feel the customers now i'm gonna say right here the company doesn't tell them to do that, but then shit rolls downhill. Mm-hmm. The the district manager gets shit for their numbers. The <coughs> district manager talks to their employees during conference calls. Their managers. You don't know how many fucking conference calls I would be on. That would waste anywhere from half an hour to an hour about how can we get our numbers up, and then everyone circle jerks each other. Like you're talking to everyone in that district, mm-hmm. every store manager or assistant manager is all well i think you know you have to approach the customer and uh you know like uh tell them hey how's how you doing you know make sure you offer that was almost every fucking conference call was wasting 45 minutes of everyone circle jerking each other like oh this is how you should do it what about what about you erica um you guys are the highest numbers this week uh what do you guys do and they'd be quiet because you know everyone's just playing on their 3ds or they're on their phone or they took off mm-hmm. and then it's like Oh yeah. Uh, um, uh, okay. Um, yeah, we just uh, we make sure we let every customer know what our deals are, what our trade ins are, like all that. Just all bullshit shit. Like, yes, I understand. This just is what we shit do. That they hear. Yeah, just saying shit we want to hear. And what happens next week? The same fucking thing. What happens the week after? The same fucking thing. What happens every day? Where if numbers were bad, the lowest store would have to call every store in that district to get their numbers. So. If you're a store that's struggling and then you need to focus more maybe on your customer interaction selling stuff oh sorry one person has to call every store right now which takes about maybe 45 minutes to an hour hey what's up hey what are your numbers okay five pre-orders what's your total transaction subscriptions okay cool thanks and it's just a waste all that shit is a waste of time and it was like to to uh, uh I don't want to say shame, but to to just it was just all such a fucking waste of time, you know. Um, 
But that's the thing, is it all runs downhill. The district manager gets shit, and then the managers get shit, and the manager gives shit to the assistant manager, and and they all have to let everyone know, and then everyone gets scared. Everyone gets scared. Everyone has to get numbers. I've seen people to the point where they fake numbers. We need more reserves? Fuck it. I'm going to put five bucks on all these games on my account. And then I'll switch it when, when there's a day. Oh, shit. There's a Sunday dude. Some dude came in and pre-ordered 10 games. Oh, shit. And then he pre-ordered like... And then other people came in. So we have a total of 30, let's say, 30 pre-orders today. Cool. I could cancel the ones I have and put it towards something I want. Because then it doesn't affect you. Yeah. There's people who, who for subscriptions... I knew a guy who his parents would come in to buy new subscriptions. <laughs> if numbers were low, you had people call their friends. Hey, can you sign up for a subscription? You know, not everybody did that, yeah. but I saw that shit happen. You know, I was guilty of doing reserves, but I'm like, fuck, man, I can't get a reserve to save my life. Fuck it. I want these games. I'll just put them on now. You know, everyone does that. Get get a customer service survey online. I knew people who got fired for that. They got caught doing their own. They would rip off customers bottom surveys because they knew those people wouldn't do it and then just do them all at home. And then when they noticed, when the uh, loss prevention guy noticed they're getting a lot, he would look and find out that they were all at maybe the same IP address or something. I don't know how they figured it out. And then the people would get fired. People trying not to lose their jobs would end up losing their jobs for doing stuff they couldn't do. Um, They'll change things where they call it UPTs, which is units per transaction. So if someone comes up and, hey, I want to buy this use game okay cool yeah cool you gotta use one anything else man no reserves no fuck you for buying one game my upts are shit right now Mm -hmm. you know it's like people would try their best to do it and it sucks you're you're bothering the customer and you're forcing things on them or or not forcing things on them um but they don't they just want to buy this one game and what would piss a lot of people off and i hated it too you know because you had to deal with that shit where a guy's like no this is all i'm gonna buy chill in the store for five more minutes oh i want to get this too it's like fuck now that's two transactions it counted as two transactions for my day all right oh hey i want to buy this and i would go dude i'll like if you want to look around for a while and i'll hold your games so we like I want to be like I just need you to do one transaction, dude. I can't have fuck now. I'm four transactions, where it doesn't matter. It was the same guy. It's still four separate transactions. I have to fucking make up for that now because there wasn't a reserve, there wasn't a pre-order, yeah. There wasn't a there was a pre-owned purchase, but there wasn't enough. There wasn't anything added uh, on U- to UPDs, it. no add-ons or anything. But yeah, uh. I just wanted to like just to touch up on like some of those policies, like the whole survey thing. I think I've, like the survey thing is so fucking ridiculous in my opinion. Oh, because you what, what, the what fuck, do you do? Like, you know what the fucked up thing about that survey what? is? <clears throat> the survey uh, it's changed now, but when it was doing it, it would okay. It, it would ask the customer five things: uh-huh. Did they greet you? Did they did they sell you on pre-owned? Mm-hmm. Did they ask you about a subscription? Um, did they get be- off behind the counter to greet you? Mm-hmm. And did they let you know about? I think I already said the pre-owned game. Like five things like that, right? You can get yes on four, but if you got no on one of them, you were fucked. That survey already fucked you. You could get four yeses on the five and get one no, and you're fucked. Yeah. And that made no sense because what if you were busy and you couldn't get behind the, out of the counter? You're helping somebody. You couldn't get off of the counter and to go greet them. They already marked you down. You were shit. It was done. You were it just done. like, yeah. And then just going back to the whole, like, like if, 
so I mean, you had these. If if people didn't put the surveys out, if they if they didn't do the surveys, you also got dinged, right? Or yes. it was bad. You, you so get it's just trouble. so fucking ridiculous. It, all you can do is ask someone to be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I know how it goes already. I've, I've been in that store, some, in those stores so many times. I have this server here. If you would, if you would, uh, uh, if you would take it, we'd really appreciate it. Da, 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 da. I've heard the spiel a million times. Yeah, you, you, you know, and I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a survey person, and, yeah. and a lot of people don't want to deal with that shit. They want to go and play their game. I'm not gonna go home. Let me go online and do this fucking survey. Surveys are like to to. to dock or to ding somebody on their job because a person doesn't want to fill out a fucking survey is the stupidest thing in the world i mean i think it's fucking retarded i would really hate when people would go their pitches would be hey can you help me out here my uh, job you know i need it's like fuck don't i hated that i hated that so much but you don't blame them too hate, yeah you know to. yeah and then it's just and it, it, yeah it's just that's shitty man and just the pressures of like possibly losing your job that's the you yeah. can kind of do whatever you not whatever you can, but like you kind of get a little desperate if you you certain don't meet your quota and shit. And it's pretty obvious that GameStop's gonna hide behind their fucking company toe line and be like, "Oh, right. we don't tell the customers to do, we don't tell the employees to do that." No, yeah. no, no, no. Circle but of life. But we pressure is the fuck way. out of them. Yeah, our circle. Well, the circle of life is meant to be, you know, it's for the people, and you know, you know, they're gonna turn it into that. Of course they are. They're gonna yeah. hide behind that. They're, they're gonna be like, well, what we're doing is for the people, and they're just you know. There was one time. We had a new district manager, and he ran the New York district. Yeah, that dude, he had his job for a reason. Um, he would imply things, not say it. Yeah, that's all. But pretty much like, you know, you need to get this done. I'm not giving you any uh, extra hours, but it needs to get done. And that was pretty much like, you have to stay here until it's done, and you're not going to get paid those hours. Mm-hmm. People did it. I did it. You know, I shouldn't have, but I did. Because mm-hmm. then I just get shit for it. How much unpaid hours I had there, I don't know. I really don't. Because mm-hmm. even if you needed the time, if you needed the hours for holiday or what have you, mm-hmm. you never got it. You're expected to work off the clock, but they wouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. So there was no way to get him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, holiday was the worst, too. Holiday, they cut hours, like, really bad. Like, over the years, it would just get less and less and less, but they would add more hours. So then, not only that, you had managers having to deal with balancing hours. Mm -hmm. And I still have friends that work there. And this year wasn't any better. Because of this circle of life, Mm -hmm. they they have to hire a certain amount of people. Sometimes you have to hire at least five people per holiday. You have to hire this many people per holiday. It didn't matter because what I thought was the only reason that GameStop would hire people for holiday was to boast about, hey, GameStop is offering this many jobs this holiday season. Well, you're giving them one shift a week, one shift every two weeks. Mm-hmm. How's that a job? Yeah. You know, and then you're cutting hours. They're being hired. But what's what's yeah? See, that's why it's, it's being hired. So GameStop gets to say we're offering jobs to the American people. But GameStop also, because of that, because of this circle of life, managers had to, all these people who got hired for holidays never learned register. You know why? Why are they going to fuck us in numbers? Mm -hmm. They're just around. They don't learn any of this stuff. And we do all the work. Yeah. Someone who knows how to get numbers. Because why am I going to fucking risk this guy not getting numbers? This new, new person. Yeah. 
fuck that. I'm not going to do that. He's just there. Just to see if people need help and nothing else. No register, no nothing. And my buddy told me this, and I was like, holy shit, that fucking sucks. I actually got to see it firsthand. Because I had to go real quick. This was before... I think it was during the holiday and Amazon now lets you buy digital codes to use for PlayStation Network. So it's like sweet. But I would usually just go in there real quick and I was waiting in line forever and this guy comes up to me, he's like, Hey man, any any help? I'm like, No, nah, I just I just need this card. He's like, Alright. And then walks around. And I'm like, Is he gonna jump on the next register? But then I remembered, oh shit. He can't. Yeah. They wanna fuck their numbers up. And I was like, wow, this really fucking sucks. <laughs> right now, I'm waiting. I'm waiting 15 minutes to buy a uh, $20 PlayStation Network card. My experience isn't any better. When I, when I read this article, it reminded me of the time you were telling me that. What was it? You, you, you pre- they pre- a bunch of people pre-ordered um, a game, and it came with like a strategy guide. But they, tell, they told you to keep selling it, even though you guys weren't going to get any more. Can you, can you tell us that story? <laughs> it was Bioshock Infinite. And uh, it was a great fucking deal. You buy the game and you pre-order the season pass. You got the strategy guide for free. Cool. Who doesn't want a strategy guide? Who doesn't want a cool book with like nice pictures? And maybe if I'm stuck, it gives me information for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The season pass. Awesome. Even though you didn't know what was going to be in the season pass. So you say that you're like this $20 season pass and people go, fuck. Yeah. And I get a free strategy guide. Sure. Hey, let me just take your name, name and number down. We just didn't get that many, but when we get more in, I'll sell it to you. Or I'll call you and you can pick it up. We never got any more strategy guides. We were told to keep doing it. And I remember probably a couple weeks went by and I talked to the district manager and I'm like, hey, when are we going to um, get more uh, strategy guides? I got this list. It's like four pages of people's names mm-hmm. You know, I need to buy. It. He's like, oh, we're not, you know, we're not getting any more. So I... I lied. Mm-hmm. I took their money. They thought they were going to get something for free. He's like, yeah, we're just not going to get anymore. So that's all he told me. And I was like, okay. Fucking shit. I'm like, and some of these people were cool. Mm-hmm. We're cool people. And I lied. A lot of them were assholes. Yeah. They would call you to tell you, like, hey, where's my shit? Yeah, people will call or come in, but yeah, no, dude, it's GameStop <laughs> is trying to make it seem like they don't pressure their employees or or do any of this stuff, and they don't, they don't do it, but they push these employees and managers and assistant managers to the point to have to do this mm-hmm. to get their numbers. Oh, it's their fault. Like, it's no, their we're fault. we're not pushing them. Though. Those guys are pushing them, not us. Yeah. No. It. You know, you hear this, and it remind it reminds me of when working there, and I was when I was done, I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was done working there. I was done working for that company. I liked the people I worked with. I didn't like the company. The company didn't care. The company doesn't care. The company wants to hit a number. All they see on a piece of paper is numbers. Who's fucking this up? Get rid of that number. That's what I always said. That's what I always told everybody I worked with, mm-hmm. new employers or what have you. I'm like, this company doesn't care about you. You're just a number to them. A lot of people would be like, oh, fuck GameStop. Let's just up and leave. Let's just fucking go. And I'm like, you stop this store for a day. Yeah. 
or you stop this store for five hours then they call the person in in oxnard they call people in santa barbara and say we need people here now the people come in i've seen it happen people come in and they're running the store now now they have to deal with running their store wherever they were and this store that employees so you left. end up so you, so you end up fucking other, other employees other people, yeah. you don't fuck the company because yeah. the company doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. all the company goes all the company does is oh these these it's happened I've, I've known people who have gone to another store and, and dropped their keys off and says i'm not working here anymore you know at this store across the street mm-hmm. thinking they're super bad and, and you know there are some employees that are fucking idiots and assholes mm-hmm. and i i've i fucking hate them there are shitty GameStop employees. I'm not saying all these GameStop employees are perfect angels. There are some that are fucking assholes. Some people who want to be dicks to customers. Mm-hmm. Some people that fucking hate their job, but they'll stay there. Why? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. There are those assholes. But they think, oh, I fucked up GameStop. I fucked them over. Yeah, no, yeah. you didn't. Because all you did was drop your keys off at this one store. And all they do is call, hey, district manager. This person left this store. Cool. That store is closed for four or five hours, and then they get someone from another store. Mm-hmm. You don't hurt GameStop at all. Mm-hmm. All you are is an asshole, an idiot who thinks you did something fucking cool, mm-hmm. and I fucked them over. And I remember that guy coming back in. He's like, oh, I fucked them really bad. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't fuck them at all. Mm-hmm. You fucked someone else, another employee, another manager that had to fucking... Do this. Now they have to run two stores or they have to do something else. You fucked over your employees. You fucked over your coworkers into having to do more work, having to get more shit. Mm-hmm. I hated working there. You're really mad, huh? I am mad. <laughs> I am mad <laughs> because I am mad because I knew these people. There were some people that were really cool people. And this job made them not cool or made them fucking horrible people. You know, so people got out. There's people that got out, people who got out and left, which was great. Mm-hmm. People who who got forced out, which wasn't great. The stories I could tell you, the shit that people have done, I saw it all. District managers, the way they talked to people, the way they treated people, all of it, man. Mm-hmm. Ways of like, I know you're trying to fire me. Fuck you, I ain't doing this. Mm-hmm. I knew every way, man. And what sucked is that there were people that were horrible as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my time. Like that guy that uh, fist bumped me, that wanted to fist bump me at the Camarillo store. <laughs> I, like, I just picture he's a fucking asshole. I can already tell. And I, he's just like, yeah, bro. I, I mean, I know people now that <laughs> that are done with it and they're on their next thing. And they're they're cool people, man. You know, we, we still talk and we say, talk about certain war stories or whatever, what have you, how you want to say it. But it's just like a company like GameStop, like this. It's just they're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 only gonna get worse, you know. You know, and I, and I read one thing where they're like, well, like one of their defenses is like, well, you're working, you're doing something you love now. You're working with things you love, and I'm like, dude, it, that does not fuck that 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 novelty wears off very quickly. It's still a retail store, and I mean, you know, I've you know, I worked retail store. I fucking hate it. I don't like that shit. I, you could not pay me money to go to work at a GameStop. Babe. Yeah. I wouldn't fucking do it. Because I would end up not like... I, I know how it would go. I would end up not liking it. Um, 
even if I did my job well, I don't think I would like it. I would be... So, yeah, I just... You know, and that... I It's common for... I think, honestly, it's common for that thing to happen, though. Especially when they're the only game in town. They are. Yeah. When it comes to actual... Just well, a video... Really, not, I, I'm not counting, like, the Best Buys or the Targets. I'm talking about a legitimate video <laughs> game only, like, well, store. They're really... I think that's where GameStop is acting this way is because now yeah, they have competition. Now they have Amazon. Uh, Amazon is offering them t- is offering Prime members 20% off new games. GameStop doesn't do that. Yeah. GameStop used to carry Amazon gift cards. Now they don't because they're a competitor. Mm-hmm. Best Buy offers used, offers trade-ins too. You know, is it the best? Yeah. I don't know. I've never used it. Is it not? But you also... They offer twenty. They, you, they you, offer. They're, they're, they have that membership thing too, where you also get twenty percent off a new game. Yeah. So you, GameStop has these other companies they have to compete with, but they don't adjust themselves to to actually compete. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, numbers wise, who does better? I don't know. Maybe GameStop does do better. You know, maybe that's why they're not pushed to that limit to actually change their policy or how they do things. Mm-hmm. But all they do is put pressure on their employees, and they've done. They've been doing shady shit for fucking ever and stuff yeah, that yeah. like makes it's no n- sense. Like this to this nothing- day, like the fact that you can, like, uh, buying their last copy. Uh, we have to sell it to you as new. But I mean, I'm like, but it's there's no wrapper on it. There's this is not a new fully wrapped shield. Yeah. I don't know it is, dude. You have, we have to sell that as new. You, you know, I've what, always been like, that's bullshit. You know what I'd always say about that? Huh? Like, I want the luxury of rubber wrapping my shit. How do I know that that game wasn't fucking used? I and don't most know. Most of it was. Yeah, I know. Most of that's it was. That's what I'm used. saying. I know that. That's why I was um, always like, "This is stupid." That's the thing. Like, that was the thing with with the new games. I remember even discussing it with some. Here's the thing. I always hated. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but recommending things. Hey, maybe we should do this. But I'm like, it's a corporation. Yeah. They're not gonna fucking pay attention to you. This district manager isn't gonna be like, "Oh, this is a good idea," and when they're on their conference call. Hey, maybe we should do this. Like, fuck you. There. Or if it is, he's gonna he's gonna turn it into his own anyway. So yeah, but it's nothing huge. But even like where I was like, why? Well, we get all this this artwork for the covers. Why not just use that to display the new game instead of opening it? But no, there was reasons, you know. But I would always tell customers, it's like, hey, I only have one more copy. I have to seal it. I could check if any other stores have sealed copies. I mean, I was in I was in a I was in a district where there was. GameStop's two GameStop's less than a mile from me, mm-hmm. so it was just like, hey, you want to go down the street and get it new? They have it sealed. Like, <coughs> I got it. You know, I wanted sealed games. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I want a sealed game. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say. I don't know if you guys, you know, want to ask me questions about working there. Sorry. No, just uh, I, I I I just wanted you to tell that story about that shit because that's, that's from then on I was like all right this is some fucked up fucked up shit that they're doing yeah um but I mean a lot of a lot of companies do that yeah but oh, this no, is yeah, this yeah. is no this is like I've heard a lot of terrible stories from like where I work but there's some bad stuff but um this one like fucking terrible yeah it's like a job that you don't even like I'm sure some people like it but they grow to not like it. And they get all this fucking bullshit pressure of them having to sell everything, sell, sell certain things, add on certain things. Yeah. It just, like, makes it it makes it makes not fun to work. I would always tell people, like... But that's retail. Hey, I mean, that's how everything yeah. is. 
Shit, it's probably for all we know. I don't know. I never worked at Walmart. It's probably, it's probably even worse. Years, yeah. You know, I don't uh, know. They've done the, I mean, you, I've heard I stories of them that like making people work out off, off the clock. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, they, they've been sued for that. And they I've have never, the lawyers to pay that shit out too. So what's up? They have the lawyers to pay all that shit off. Yeah. Walmart's big, a big corporation. Like that. Um, I would tell people. I would say like, hey, you know, unless you want to be a manager or assistant manager, get out in six months. Enjoy it for six and get out. Um, I just want to say, I want to praise Kotaku and uh, what's his name that wrote that? For having a good article for once? Well, we, yeah, that's they, a lot of people were saying that. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, but you know what? They get shit on a lot. And I, I think a lot of it is not their fault. It's the whole, the old Gawker network. They probably get they, pressure for they shit. They had to. No, no, yeah, no, no. Hey, have an article each day. They had to write certain shit. Like, so whenever you see articles that are like, um, why the fuck is this here? Or like the weird ones? Or like just like this is well, stupid. Like, what, what if their under... Game of Thrones characters were in a exactly? Grand they're uh, they're forced to, to for the hits for the clicks on. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, they're and they get we we give them Jason a lot of Schreier. shit. Yeah, we give yeah. them a lot of shit. We've given them shit in the past, not a lot, but I mean, a lot of people have. Um, but you know, I I still go to the site. Yeah. You know, almost every day. Um, I don't, and I, I skim through shit. I mean, I, you know, if there's stuff I think is stupid, I'm going to pass it. But, yeah. you know, I think it's awesome. It's not the Most first time. Most of the time, time it is, though. It's not the first time, though, that they've broken or they've done stories like this. And I snack think this tackle is cool. review. Yeah, I like snack tackle personally, all right? I want to know what the fuck's up <laughs> with snacks shit. and shit. Um, but you try that shit, that, that, that naked, naked chalupa? <laughs> they, they, I just think Goofle. it's. It's, <laughs> it's awesome that, you know, that they would do this. They follow it up and, you know, they. They took the time. This is a this was a, a, a really good one, and they've yeah. done it for others. There's been other stories, and they've they've done some good stuff. But I think it's really cool. I think it's definitely a road they need to keep taking. And yeah. a lot of people that were really giving them a lot of praise for writing that article. Yeah. I think it's cool, man. Now I hope, but I doubt it. GameStop does do something about this, but they won't. Mm-hmm. They'll continue doing what they do, and then just ruining everything. <laughs> That was a good topic this week. Yeah. I don't think we had a topic like that in a while. That was good. But, you know. I thought you were going to cry. I was going to (laughs) cry. But, you know, we're third-party controller podcast. We're not only about video games. We like movies. We like TV. Anything pop culture. We like music. Anything pop culture. Comic books. What have you. So this is our part of the segment in 3PC where we go, hey, this is 3PCs. Check it out. Anything for people to check out? Uh, yeah, I I don't know how I fucking found this. Like, I usually fall asleep with music, and I um I've really enjoyed a Childish Gambino's song called Redbone. Uh-huh. So I have it up like mm-hmm. I have it uh, on a playlist in Spotify where it's just four songs, and it it sets around the time it takes for me to fall asleep, like around like fifteen minutes. So I play, play that on repeat four times, and somehow like this it's. 
started playing Childish Gambino's or that that song like similar to that to that. They started playing a playlist, and I found this guy named Khalid K H A L I D. It's like a 18, 19 year old kid doing R and B, and it's fucking like I've been listening to it all day. It just, he yeah. only has a couple singles out. I don't know if when if like when or when when his album his uh, debut album is gonna come out. But he has a song called Saved, and it's fucking really good. Like, I, yeah. like it's just art. It's like, I don't even. It doesn't even sound like old R and B. It's just good R and B. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying that. Um, he has a couple other songs called. There's a song called Location, but <coughs> look it up on YouTube or or Spotify if you have that. Um, I don't know what else it's on, but Napster, Kazaa, probably <laughs> Kazaa, <laughs> Kazaa. But yeah, Khalid. Um, saved. It's a really good song. Uh, I I got one more, Jesse. I'm sorry. I got I got to break your roll. Oh, I got one more. I'm sorry. You get mad at him. You fucking ass. I'm sorry, dude. Fine. Check it. I don't know. You have to choose the best out of one, dude. Check it out. Um, Joe, do do I allow it? Huh? Yes, you Your fucking choice. let you I mean, do it last time. time. All right, everyone gets one. No, everyone gets, gets one time. No, no, no. Everyone gets <laughs> uh, one time where they break it into two. One, one, one time for two. One time for two. Okay. <laughs> Can we do three times once? Fuck you. No. Oh. But uh, I saw a documentary earlier today, and Joe was actually watching it when I got here. It's called. It's on Netflix called Lucha Mexico. Uh-huh. It's um about Mexican wrestlers. If you're into wrestling, or lucha libre, anything like that. It's a really interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's compared to kind of like I mean, that's not exactly like it, but like beyond the mat, it just doesn't follow anybody's career or anything that much. But it just kind of follows, follows res- the- wrestlers that were wrestling around the time of uh, what was it like 20, 2012 or something. I don't know. Different federations, but it, yeah. Different but it companies. doesn't really follow like a, uh, a whole career. They talk about their backstory, but they mm-hmm. don't. It's not really a story like a origin story, I guess. Yeah. But they they do talk about about their their backstory, but it's a really interesting. It's pretty cool what I saw when yeah. I came in. They got they got some of Jesse's favorite wrestlers, the Exoticos. Explain for very, people who are uh, speaking Exoticos the are are very flamboyant, very, or they they're gay, right? Most of the time, because I mean, some of them are not all of them are, but I think the well, at least the ones that I've seen there have been gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very flamboyant, feminine wrestlers. The um, ones. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's a good documentary. Talk, uh, there's a. Uh, they talk about a wrestler who passed away a couple years ago. Named uh, El Hijo de Perro Uh-huh. His dad was a legendary uh, wrestler when we were growing up. So it kind of follows him, also like kind of building his legacy, and it it talks about his dad too. So it's 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 really good, man. Like I. I like I like I was watching again. Like usually when I see something, I, I don't want to watch it again. Like mm-hmm. I started watching Harry Jones. I was like, I was still interested in it. Yeah, I'm about halfway through. I want to finish it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it for me. Khalid saved. My angel. What do you want us to check out? Well, uh, I saw a documentary uh-huh. uh, that Bethel actually uh, told me that it was going to be on, and uh, it was actually really good. It was a ESPN 30 for 30. Um, on the XFL, which was uh, also related to wrestling in a way, uh, the brainchild of like NBC and Vince McMahon, basically D- uh, Dick Ebersol, who was like the head, I think, the head of NBC Sports. Right at that point, I think he might have been the head of NBC. I'm not even sure. And Vince McMahon was it was like a, their brainchild to make um, a new football league that was going to play like 
in the time that space. Was extreme. It was extreme, but also in the times in that in that time frame between uh, the NFL season when like when the the season goes off, they were going to do their own little league and mm-hmm. how basically they came up with it and got it going in one year, which is fucking amazing <laughs> when you think about like they actually. How many teams were there? I want to say ten. Or 12, maybe? And there's like at least 50 people on each, each team? 40 people? 30 people? I, whatever it is, but they actually got like, you know, that stadium. They, they, each team's, you know, they played in state, whoever stadiums, but they like the fact that they went from the concept and the announcement like one year prior and just an announcement. They had nothing else. And like it follows them to the first, to the first, you know, to the, to the season. And then everything that happened over the course of the season and how and, i mean it only lasted one season and they, the league folded after the first season yeah. but um just everything all the build up um the characters and just it, it actually was really really cool like i i was looking forward to it because i mean i remember it and uh and uh I'm, i was like oh okay you know um you know i remember that was like during the height of like the wrestling boom you know like mm-hmm. the attitude era when it was happening and uh, i just thought it was it was uh i was like so oh, I'm gonna check this out, you know, see, get some like nostalgia from it. But it's actually really, really well made. Like I really enjoyed the documentary. There's like a moment at the end. Did you see? You give it to me. Like there's a moment at the end where like um because they they go off they they say how like Dick Ebersol and Vince McMahon are really good friends. They were well basically was the guy that brought wrestling to network television mm-hmm. like Saturday Night's main event when that was a huge oh, deal. Really? Like yeah, oh, they sure. had a, so they had this long relationship. And that you know that's why they were they were good friends and um, and at the very end of it they actually have them sit down and they're having uh, 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 like they're eating they're eating dinner together mm-hmm. and they're kind of just talking and it's like oh you know it's been a long time this or that and they're just like but you tell they're still friends like mm-hmm. and like you it's weird because I mean it, it, I don't want to say it's it's it, it looks fake because you know it pans close up shots to both of them while they're talking but it kind of feel like you you look at them and like yeah they're friends they're yeah, fucking yeah. really good friends. Um, but I would say yeah, it was a, it was a good documentary. I, yeah. I would I would definitely recommend it. Was it on Netflix? Uh, no, it was no, on ESPN. It just aired on ESPN. So. Oh, it just it'll aired. be on. It, like, you'll see it on the network, or if you have on demand or something, you can look it up and, uh, and check it out. On the network? No, no, on ESPN, like on demand. Oh, okay, yeah. You can look oh, it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, those thirty for thirties are like usually most of the time really good. Mm-hmm. The yeah. I'm going on that Ric Flair one. Oh shit, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's okay. almost here. Jesse. Well, what you got for me? No, you know <coughs> I, I I'm I'm a fan of this creator, and uh, he was raving about this movie. He enjoyed it, and uh, I was like, you know, I'll check it out because uh, I like this guy. This person was Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. and he was talking about uh, a specific movie, and that movie was La La Land. It was a good movie. Uh, I didn't know much about it. Then later, I found out it was uh, it was part musical, part drama, part comedy, and I watched it. And you know, everyone's used to watching like, hey, the big blockbuster. Let's watch some Michael Bay shit. Let's watch some Marvel movies. Let's not go watch DC films. You know, um, I I really enjoyed La La Land, and I think people should go watch it. Like honestly, I you know, if musicals aren't your thing, I get it. But there wasn't that much music in this, to be honest. There's probably like four main songs, and then like it ends up becoming like the drama part and the comedy part throughout the story. But you know, it, uh, it's written and directed by uh, Damien Chazelle. Uh, if you, I've never watched his movie Whiplash. He was like, he got really like a lot of people enjoyed that movie. The drum movie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah the drummer one. 
Um, dude, there was just things about this movie from like the music I liked a lot, but everything from like what I like about like uh, perspective, color, um, use of um, objects in a film to kind of tell a story. Um, it's basically a, a two the two actors were in it. Um, you fall you fall in love with this person all over again. Like the first time you ever saw this person, you were like you you got a crush. You're like this person is fucking beautiful, sexy. Well, now when you watch this movie again, you're like, fuck, Ryan Gosling's fucking hot, you know? <laughs> and then you got Emma Stone, whatever. But, um, no, um, it's about Emma Stone's, uh, uh, an, a wannabe actress living in Hollywood. Uh, she works at a cafe in the lot of, uh, Warner Brothers, and she wants to make it, you know, she wants to be, she's an actress, she's a struggling actress. Um, Ryan Gosling's character is a, uh, he, he loves jazz. He plays the piano, really good at piano. Loves jazz, wants to build like a jazz club, and, and, and was starting one, but some guy screwed him over. But he just loves everything about jazz, the music, everything about it. Um, and it's these two people that just kind of meet each other. and it's But it's not your sappy like love story, mm -hmm. because as it goes on, and like there's music cues in it, but that's that's the thing is like there you're probably like oh I don't like musicals but there's not a lot of it but I'm kind of bummed there's not a, more to it uh -huh. <clears throat> but it was such a good story they did such a good job in it and and like I'm a big 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 fan of of, of the use of color in a film mm -hmm. and sometimes color to signify an action. And it had it. I don't know if I don't. I want to watch it again because I'm like, is it me just adding it to the film? But like, you see something, and I'm like, this color is meant for a certain thing, but it's doing this other action in the film. I don't know if it's like a spoiler if I were to say it, but even things where you don't see in films where everything's super clean, because there's moments where they're in the musical and they're dancing, like everything looks really nice. But when when there's real world things like uh, Emma Stone's character. She's a struggling actress, but everything about her is is kind of messy. And what I liked was they showed her her car. She they were in the drive, like they're in the freeway. There's LA traffic, mm -hmm. and her dashboard's fucking dusty. She's just got. It's not like she's a pig or anything. She's just wearing a shirt, blah whatever. And then later she looks at something on her phone, and her and her screen case is cracked. Mm -hmm. To me, that just showed like how her world was. Yeah. You know, little things placed in that world. And Ryan Gosling was more of like the character who was not like tidy and stuff. Like you see his apartment and it's kind of a little bit messed up. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just everything about it from the music and, and, and how these actors were. I just really enjoyed it. Um, and that's one I recommend. If you're not into it, honestly, I, I had a good time and it was a good story and it had a real ending. Which we, I don't want to ruin it, but it just had an ending that like spoke to me, you know? I spoke to things that happened to me in my life and then i think that's happened to anyone really um but it's it's good and uh uh no but she did really good they all did good and i love the music and and it was it was fun it was a good time and, and yeah you know i encourage everyone like yeah you know it's not a marvel movie you can't go talk about it oh this is awesome dr strange i love those movies you know i love these big action movies they're great but sometimes you need something yeah. different. Yeah, you need something different, and I would I would highly recommend like step out of your comfort zone and try something. Cause don't get me wrong, I love those films, but it's getting to the point where we get too much of that, we're gonna miss the stuff that we don't even know that's good. You know, like I mean, step out of your comfort zone and enjoy something <clears throat> like 
like when I tell you to go to uh, Halloween Horror Nights with us? That's different. I've done it before, though. No, Halloween Horror Nights, huh? No, Halloween Horror Nights. How's it different? It's just different. Just okay. It's, universal. it's the premiere. It's, it's universal. The pre- it's the they, premiere they, one. They, they more Hollywood. <laughs> um, it's Hollywood. But yeah, I'd recommend La La Land. Honestly, I enjoyed it. It was great. Had a great old time. So that's what I recommend. But yeah. Would you say you had a gay old time? I did. Mm. references, isn't it? I think so. I had a gay old time. Well, that's going to be it for Third Party Controller Podcast this week. If you have any questions for us, just send it to us at our Instagram at Third Party Controller Podcast or through our email at Third Party Controller Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse Sickboy Lita with Beto Esparza and Joe Ramirez. We may not be as good as everyone else, but we're going to get the job done later. If I get sick next week, you motherfuckers are going to pay. Both of you. If it makes you feel any better, I hope you don't. Thank you. I hope not either. I I really hope you don't. Well, just prepare. Like, take some vitamins and bunch yourself up. Shut the hell up. (laughs) You're a trooper.